G'day, Ideas Digest friends of the show. Before the episode begins, a clout update. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, some used music, we'll ignore that. Clout update. W- reviews, thanks to you, have been increasing. Let me read one from Jay Mikhail. Just recently left. I'm uh, very humbled to read this. Jay Mikhail says, stumbled upon this a little late in the piece, but so impressed by the way this podcast opens a space for these ideas and asks brilliant questions to let us sit with and digest the ideas that divide us. Well done. He's been paying attention. I've had so many ideas for so long blown up by digesting some of the ideas within the podcast. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, that was my commentary, not the review there. If you're nervous to engage with the ideas here, that's a great sign you're in the right place. I could not. If I was writing these reviews myself, which, hey, maybe I've done, maybe I haven't. We'll never we'll never find out. I couldn't write a better one than that. So if, if you think you can top that, listen, you don't even have to top it. That is, if I was an English teacher, you'd be getting an A, my friend. I, I can't top that. But you can, you can leave a one-sentence review. You can rate it five stars. Listen, I'll even take a one-star review. I, it just means you care enough to write a review. So wh- why are we doing this? Why do we need clout? Well, we need more clout so we can talk to the people who require us as an Ideas Digest podcast community to have clout so we can get some big names on the show that we'd like to ask some difficult questions to. So that's been uh, the clout update. Together, we can create and manufacture clout so that people listen to us so that people talk to me and talk to us as an extension. Um, This episode right now, this episode that you've just clipped on, very clickbaity, is a very special episode. It was recorded last year with Cam, who, if you're new to the show, was my brilliant co-host who died unexpectedly last year. I didn't release it because I had in mind to do a series on sexuality and now we're doing that series so I thought it would be a good time to release it. I really loved spending a bit of time with Cam as I was editing this episode um, and you can just see how much life he brought into the podcast and it's a, it's a reminder at least for me and, and maybe friends of the show, uh, the gap that I think will always remain on Ideas Digest the show so... I hope you enjoy this very special episode. I'm right and you're wrong. Once you start labeling people. Categorizing of humans and ideas. You have desensitized yourself to the humanity of that other human being. To who they really are. And in the marketplace of ideas. These things are complicated, man. We all need to engage with a variety of viewpoints. A genuine multicultural connection with another. I mean, sometimes you don't need to agree or disagree. You just need to sit with it and digest. Welcome back, everybody, to Ideas Digest, the podcast that takes a close look at the ideas that divide us. We just see, just for a moment, if we can stop our judgment and categorization of different people just long enough to understand that there's a human who holds the idea. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. We're not here to agree or disagree. Yeah. Let's just see if we can understand. Yeah. My name's Conrad. I'm Cam. Thanks for joining us. If you're new, welcome. Uh, if you're listening, then you're already a friend of the show. We're yeah. very inclusive with our friends of the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> and if you're watching us live on Instagram, you can get involved that way. You're yeah. definitely a friend of the show because you've just witnessed 15 minutes of us bubble <laughs> yeah, about technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and boy, I hope... I hope you have your trigger pants on today. I don't think you would be able to not have. If you've seen this clickbait <laughs> title, I think 
Yeah. You, I, yeah. You got to be wearing some form <laughs> yeah. of lower half trigger pants yeah, to really sure. keep you in your seat. That's right. I don't know what trigger pants are used for, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no. it's a new invention. <laughs> Our guest today is a woman by the name of Olivia Celine. And going by the website camp, yeah. I did a bit of prelim. Yeah. Did okay. a bit of prelim research yep. on this. Yeah. And she is a sex and embodiment mentor. Okay. And Reiki master. Right. So, so there's interesting. A, so there's a lot. There's a lot to go on on that. Yeah. And as I was scrolling this website, just just doing a bit of homework as I do for the show. Yeah. Normally, I and have I to, don't do. Kevin yeah, <laughs> notoriously just rocks up. He's along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, so. Normally, I have to craft, you know, a bit of clickbait out of something and, sure. and, and pull yeah. something out of context and, yeah. and try and think what what are the assumptions people would make. Yeah. But today, it was just handed to me, Cam, on a silver platter. It was just a silver platter <laughs> as I was scrolling the website. Olivia, I, I might get I might get you to intro this clickbait because I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. I feel like it might just come come across as like I'm a misogynist yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is Olivia's own words, Liv, yeah. Olivia's own clickbait. Olivia, welcome on to Olivia's the show. Olivia's own website on her own website. In your, in your own words, can you intro the clickbait for us? Hold no, you could don't hold any punches. Yeah. Yeah, well fucked women will change the world. <laughs> trigger. That there is we what go. I believe. Trigger. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, from from a former pa- from a former pastor's daughter. Wow. There's wow. an extra little trigger there. That's wow. even mm-hmm. more. Or does extreme. it does it fit a few stereotypes? Oh, maybe. I don't maybe. know. But yeah. so Olivia has given us the clickbait <laughs> for the for the day. Now, yeah. we could hear that. Yeah. Have just a few assumptions, keep our assumptions and run away to our little tribe and think, oh, Olivia is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. End of story, end of discussion. Yep. Not here. Not here. Not at Ideas Digest. No. I'm intently curious <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in the dark when it comes to like, what's a Reiki master? What's yeah. a sex mentor? Yeah. What is... What is well effing yeah. women look like <laughs> in the in this world? And you know, women is can that change something the world. that men need to know, or women need to know. Just, like, it's just so many questions. There's only <laughs> questions here. So many questions. But before yes. before we get to the questions, we want to delve yeah. even deeper into the assumptions that people yeah. make. The, yeah. These assumptions that we all make. We've all heard them. I'm hearing them ringing in my ears. Everyone's you know listening in their cars, going, "Oh man, I've got a lot yeah. of fast and loose assumptions." Yeah. We are going to do our best to embody. Those They're already explaining to the kids what you know. Has been <laughs> said. <laughs> That's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, kids, uh, yeah. I don't know. This isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> we and, probably should have warned you earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're going to jump into assumptions now, Olivia. We're going to play a game. We're going to fire cool. some fast and loose assumptions at you. Yeah. You get the opportunity Ooh. to say yes or no. We have got two boxes here. We don't know what to do with anything that doesn't fit in either one. Yeah. So, so no time for nuance just yet. Okay. No nuance right now. Okay. It's just so a, just a yes or a no. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. is this okay. is how we operate in the world of clickbait. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll Which see. Which is okay. society in general. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so assumption number one mm. uh, on your on your website, there's lots of astrology. I noticed a lot of like you know Aries and Leo yep. kind of language there. Right. Life forces and energies were words dropped there. So you know what I'm thinking, Cam? Yeah. I'm thinking new age yep. and woo. Yeah. Olivia, are you like this new age woo, woo Californian yeah. woo kind of person I yeah. hear so much about? It's so hard to only give you one word. Can I say, <laughs> can I say both and? Oh, no, nah, that's nah, too much nuance. Nah. I, I don't have okay, that box in front say, of me. Okay, <laughs> let's say, 
Uh, well, then I'm going to go ahead and say no. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's going right. to that's gonna spark yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. She's in okay. denial, but that's okay. an assumption. We'll find out <laughs> <Yeah>. later. <laughs> okay. All right. Your podcast cover has a full moon on it um, with some deep purples and mm. pinks and, mm-hmm. and it looks a little bit like witchy. So you some Sabrina. Sort of, yeah. You're <laughs> some sort of a witch. <laughs> What's the question? Are you some sort of a witch? No. No. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Astrologies, energies, sex talk. This has got to be some level of like devil worship. Maybe many Christians would be hearing that going, yeah. that's like devil worship stuff. Yeah. Do you worship the devil in any way? No. Okay, as a pastor's right. kid, I feel like your father would be very disappointed <laughs> yeah. if that was the case. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. So you own or you frequent crystal shops to buy... Crystals. Crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely do. Yes. Oh, okay, wow. we got one. Okay, we, we got, got one. one. Do you own a crystal shop though? No. Okay, uh, she okay. just goes to them. Okay, so you're not, great. You're not, yeah. Yep. Okay. All, right. All right. So hearing all this crystal talk, I'm hearing a lot of certain segment of the public be thinking that's not scientifically founded. Yeah. There's no peer-reviewed studies. Yeah, well, show that, me the peer reviews. Show us the peer reviews. <laughs> Those type of people might yeah. be thinking this. You're not a woman of science, so you yeah. have no educational background in science. Uh, no, no, no background or education in science. No. Nope. Okay. All, All right. right. There All you right. go, science lovers out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a bit of explicit language already been stated, and the topics on your homepage are sort of, you know, a little bit out there. It's, you know, obviously sex mentor like we, we we're going to have to ask what that means later on so are you some sort of sex worker then like is could you would you describe yourself as a sex worker that could go into a whole thing but <laughs> yes sex coach like in the coaching realm not necessarily sex in my act of it for a job okay, okay. so we'll say no we'll in say the no traditional then. sense yeah, of sex yeah. Okay. Yeah. we'll say no okay there okay, you go last one you have dropped uh, the fact that you are a pastor's kid yeah uh going yeah. on everything before people might make the assumption that you are not a christian yes. anymore you're not a religious person yeah yeah, I definitely don't identify with that anymore. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so we, got, we got a couple of assumptions we got there. A, we, we hit a couple, completely missed a couple. Yeah, yeah. Normally, that might be where the conversation ends. Yeah. But we're going to go into it. There's a lot that needs to be unpacked. Yeah. And we've there put, are a few mm, pauses there that were just really yeah. hard to answer. That's right. Yes or no, so, so, you this might clarify everything that you do. Um, tell us about what it is that you do do. Uh, Tell us about the sex coaching uh, and the various facets of what you're doing. Oh, man. Okay. Can I answer more than two words here now? Yes. As much nuance we, as we you like. We can go more than... Oh, okay. yeah. It's <laughs> as much. End of game. Game's over <laughs> now. Right. We should have clarified. Yeah. End of game. You can... Okay, good. Anything that we've asked you, if you've... If you had some more nuance that you wanted on any of the questions before, feel free to like say back to that one. Like, this is your chance to just go nuts, go Mm. absolutely crazy with nuance. Cool. Yeah. So, I, the reason it's hard for me to answer those is because I am someone 
that is not the typical new agey. I don't call myself a witch. I'm not over here, you know, rolling around outside and like casting spells and doing all of this. Um, I am someone who's very, I'm very passionate about being rooted in a reality. Like we chose a 3D body. I'm in a human body. I am here to enjoy a human real experience while also being very tapped into my spirituality, to working with the divine, to working with crystals, with energy. But I do it in a really like, I keep shit real. I do it in a very like, we're sitting across the table, having a cup, you know, glass of bourbon, having a good time. And we'll talk spirituality. It's not about go sit and be a monk on a hill. And how deep can I get in like a spiritual practice? I am much more about the human practice and bringing spirituality into it. So your goal, when you're coaching people, you're helping people with what? Yeah, when I'm working with people, when I'm helping them, I am mainly working with women, connecting them back to their human body, to their pussy, to their life force energy, to their um, own sexuality and who they are as a woman before the world told them who they had to be or who they should be. So we're stripping everything back and really getting back to the root and the core of who they are and then how that helps them show up in business and relationship and sex and in motherhood in the world actually being more of a um the wholeness of who they are versus being held back and playing small right okay okay Okay. so before we go into because i am curious about your journey that brought you into all this type of language and ideas and concepts but before we get there bring us to the clickbait and and explain that i feel like that needs some level of explanation a well-effed woman uh, will change the world. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even a few absolutely. definitions might come in yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm going to say something, and this might be a little controversial, and it sometimes triggers people. And so I really want to just make sure I always add the disclaimer of wherever you are in your journey with sex and sexuality, I honor you. And take, if this is triggering, please take this and unpack it, right? And, and seek support in it or, or look at it and kind of see what healing might be there. Or maybe you just don't like me and that's okay too. <laughs> um, but I know for me that the easiest way I can explain it is kind of being a little, a little harsh. Remember in high school we, when we would all have these teachers that felt like they had the giant stick up their ass and we were like, God, they just need to get laid and everything would be fine, <laughs> right? So you kind of, you joke about it, right? And, and I know that that can be a little bit controversial, but you joke about it and then you see how a woman is or a man as well after having sex. That post-orgasm glow is like they're lit up from within. There's the magnetism. There's the, the potency. There's a power to them. There's a kind of I can do anything. I can conquer the world type energy. That is what being a well-fucked woman is. Now, it doesn't always mean just sex. It also means how are you letting pleasure and life really and truly fill you from the inside out and give you back that power, give you back that energy, that life force, that vitality, that aliveness that either attracts people or repels people. You can tell when someone is drained. You can tell when someone's filled up. And really and truly, we all have this ability to be well fucked, you know, orgasmic at any single moment of any single day. And then that's the energy that you're bringing to your life. So when I look at, especially with what's going on globally right now, we need women in their power, in their bodies, connected to their intuition, connected to their truth, their, their wisdom from there, they're able to impact and change the world. So what's the alternative to when you're saying women need to be in their power and present and who they are, what, what would be, where are they? If they're not there, 
if you're not there, you're disconnected, you're disembodied, you're, you're here, like physically, obviously, tangibly, yeah. I could touch you, but it's almost like that, that sense of you're not all here with me. Like you're not bringing this sense of um, life to the conversation, to the room, to your content, to the boardroom. And there just feels like that, that energy of there's just something missing and people can't put their finger on it. Right. So right. it's like as if, you know, maybe people that might be very like lost in thought, not not mentally present, that might be a mm -hmm. disconnect that you're talking about, one of one of the examples. One one of the disconnects. It also can be there there's kind of like an uncomfortability to them. Like they don't take up all of their own space. They don't take up um their own body. It's kind of like they're they're uncomfortable, they're they're kind of, I would say in their shame and fear, possibly in anxiety, like they're very kind of up in their head. They're not fully in their body, fully present, taking up that space around them. Okay. Right. So before we go into and explore this idea more, talk to mm -hmm. us about your background. You said you grew up as a pastor's kid. Where are you from? What was your educational background? And if you can bring us to what led you to where you are now what idea did you come to accept and understand that really opened the door to this way of thinking yeah the one the one thing i can always link it all back to is that i woke up and realized my power was inside of me it wasn't in someone or something outside of me so growing up in a very fundamentalist, you know, Christian background history, my dad was a pastor growing up. We were very involved in the church, um, lots of evangelical ties there. It was very much like, this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. Yes, this, no, this. And the only thing and the only answer anyone could give me had to be found in scripture that was written by men many, 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 many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't allowed to, I'm a very curious person by nature. I have a lot of wonder to me. I'm like always asking questions and no, I, that was frowned upon. That was, you will burn in hell for all of eternity, basically, okay. if you don't believe this and take this as truth. So I was learning God has the power. God is true. And he's a man in the sky. And if I don't follow X, Y, Z, then I will literally, like my eternity is in question and I will burn forever. So that kind of then bled into um, how I uh, acted and showed up in school, how I acted and showed up in network marketing when I first got started in the online space six years ago, how I showed up in certain coaching circles, certain spiritual communities. I was always seeking something outside of me, like someone's got to have the validation or the answer or the truth when really it all pointed back to it's actually inside of me and I have to connect back to that. So that's how I got involved in all of this work. So how does sex bring that out then? Talk to us about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's different, definitely different types of sex. There's different flavors, you could say. Um, so when I'm talking about sex and I'm talking about being well-fucked and in this orgasmic energy – it's the kind of sex that you're fully present for. It's nourishing. It's, there's a sense of fulfillment there and not just physically, but energetically, emotionally, mentally. And not that, you know, Kim and Nami would explain it as like, you know, junk food versus gourmet sex, right? Junk food sex is going to kind of give you that little bit of a hit, that little bit of that kind of, ooh, that was just enough. But then you're going to have the gourmet where you're fully indulging in it and it's truly nourishing you. 
So when you look at it that way, um, I'm not saying that one is bad and one is right, one is good, one is, you know, whatever. I'm just saying there's different types of sex to be had. So there's a lot of people, and I'm speaking to primarily women because that's who I work with. That's that's the type of um, clientele that I tend to attract since that's what I know. Mm. And there's this sense of we're having sex, but we're not actually there. So sure, you might be quote unquote getting off or you might be you know, having that certain climax or you might be checking it off your to-do list, but you're in your head or you're out somewhere else or you're thinking about your body or you're wondering how you look or you're trying to be a certain way or you're just worried about your partner. You're not actually enjoying your own pleasure. So when I'm talking about this and how sex connects us to our truth and our power, I'm talking about when you're so present, you're actually experiencing it, not just on a physical level, but energetically and spiritually and emotionally as well, so that you are connecting back to you. You're not disassociating. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So from there, like, as you were saying, you sort of told us how you got to the point you like you came to the realization Mm -hmm. that um, instead of Mm -hmm. seeking like external relation, well, this is what I heard. So tell me if I'm you know, didn't pick up what you're putting down. Um, yeah. You were seeking external relationships to validate yourself and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. to be present in a room, you would, you would, it was like externalities that you were seeking to try and, you know, fit in or, or be like you weren't good enough in that yeah, religious right. worldview. Is, is that what you're kind of saying? Like, can you contrast for me, these two worldviews that you used to hold, like a, yeah. a fundamental Where you came from evangelical one. Mm. And then what began to, mm-hmm. I guess, unravel about that, that opened mm. up this, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, comp- I would say almost opposing worldview because I guess Christianity would say the power, mm-hmm. like you're saying, is outside and, and God mm-hmm. is almost separate and can then come into us. Whereas you're kind of sounding like the power is within us it's always there and we mm-hmm. need to discover it and, and find out what that is mm. Mm. yeah the way you ask these questions is so philosophical i'm like oh my god wow <laughs> ah, right um, up here in the brain uh, that's where i okay. live okay <laughs> i love it okay so for me i'm trying to think back to like where specifically i want to focus because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a talker as well so we could be here all fucking day if yeah. we wanted to be but we're not going to so when i think about Truly, like what it was that I was holding on to the belief and then what shifted for me. Um, Do we want to go the sex route or do you want to go the religion route or do you want to go kind of both and? Like, where do you want me to focus? I'm very interested in the unraveling of one worldview and almost the gateway drug idea. Yeah, because it seems to be linked to me. That's right. But I I could be wrong. I think it all might end up there. But we always have Talk about, start with the sex, I think. Okay. Because I think that that yeah. will answer a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So growing up in the evangelical side of Christianity, I learned all my worldviews, right? What I had indoctrinated into was my body is wrong. My body is bad. My body is for men's pleasure. Um, if I dress a certain way or act a certain way and a man stumbles in air quotes, then it's my fault. I am the, the sinner. I am the problem. Mm. So I need to hide myself. I need to be small. I need to be the good girl. I need to be the nice girl. I need to make sure that I don't make too much noise and that I'm following, you know, X, Y, Z rule. So that one day I can pleasure a man who is my husband only, and it's just for him, right? Sex was for the man. 
And it only was in the confines of marriage between a man and a woman. And then one day that will then achieve me this, you know, get to the pearly gates and I'll get in and God will say, good job, well done, you know, my good and faithful servant. And then I get to spend eternity in heaven. And if any of that goes wrong and I don't repent and I don't, you know, ask for forgiveness and I don't, you know, ask to be saved, then I will burn in hell. Right. Does that answer? The question that's that was the that was the world in my head came from yeah. growing up yeah. Yeah. yes and, yes and so what unraveled about that and what was I guess the gateway drug idea that began to make you think well maybe my body isn't wrong maybe mm-hmm. sex isn't just for the man's pleasure maybe yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong about me as a woman what led to mm-hmm. I guess that deconstruction of one worldview mm-hmm. and opened up the door to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So for <laughs> me, the, the kind of the one like piece I can give you that we can definitely expand upon is that I learned that a clitoris is only for pleasure and that every single, you know, woman identifying person has one and we're born with one. And if God created me with this button on my body that is only designed for my pleasure, no one else gets anything from it. It doesn't have any other purpose. Then how could sex be wrong, bad? How could my body be bad? Hmm. Wouldn't God have figured it out by now and fixed that malfunction if that's not how it was supposed to be? So that led me down this entire path of pleasure and feminine energy and really tapping into, wow, my body actually is designed perfectly. And how cool is that? And when I'm here and present in it and when I'm connected to it and and connected to her, because eventually it was then even calling it not my body and it, but my body and her and creating a relationship with her. From there, I was like, wow, look at how much different life looks and look at how much more life I'm experiencing, pleasure I'm enjoying, and what that does then for my marriage, for my sex life, for my business, for my bank account. And it all rippled from there. So that was kind of the piece that started to unravel for me yeah interesting because i guess you were told pleasure was bad and there was all these rules around Mm -hmm. when pleasure was okay and they they seemed like a tight little box doesn't even sound like pleasure was a good thing for women generally not yeah right and and so yeah as you began to unravel it sounds like you you even used the religious worldview you were handed that god created you that that you were Mm -hmm. perfect in in this way it Mm. sounds like you used that Mm-hmm. as the foundation of going, well, then yeah. why do I have a clitoris? Why is it for pleasure? Yeah. If God so-called created me, mm-hmm. then it must then it, be it must for a purpose. a purpose. Yeah. And so I'm just mm-hmm. interested in following kind of this journey where I guess you still believed in God and you used it to begin to go, well, yeah. hang on, maybe God doesn't view women mm-hmm. in the same way I'm being told. What was the next mm-hmm. step that you took after that? Because you said now that you probably don't identify as a Christian. Do you believe in God in some sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So my faith deconstruction, my spiritual kind of deconstruction of sorts came after my sexuality deconstruction. So it did at first, it was like, okay, you know, God created me here, this X, Y, Z kind of putting all those pieces together. Then later on, when I was fully embodied, when I was like, okay, pleasure is not wrong. My body is perfect, right? Okay. Here's all these beautiful things. Here's what I can access from this space. Then from there, it was like, okay, now my faith deconstruction started around again going back to my power is with 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 you know outside of me interesting okay wait why is there you know if christianity is actually a baby religion 
who decided one day that like this gets to be the one and this is the way, the truth, and the life? Like why now? Why why that? When I actually studied the um, Gnostic Gospels, like through Mary Magdalene Revealed and, and read Mary Magdalene's point of view of the story, I was like, okay, so really, you know, men took the story of the Bible and picked picked out the pieces that gave women power that allowed women to take up space and decided to make that wrong and like buried them, tried to burn them, but then they were recovered later on. So I started to see like, okay, the whole story wasn't being told. So while I don't identify as a Christian, um, I still believe in God. I still have a relationship with God. I can call him source, creator, spirit, God, um, the divine. I call him God and I call him a him. Um, that's how it resonates with me because to me, that is the masculine energy, that divine ever-present energy inside of me that is creating that safety and that grounding and that, that protection. Um, so to me, as a woman leaning into that, it naturally feels like a masculine presence. But I see it as God is in me um, versus he's a man in the sky that's dictating and judging and telling me whether or not I'm worthy enough. Right. So you're just... Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. You're describing a... I mean, once again, and it's always sounds i'm almost saying the same thing every time i talk to people but <laughs> but once again it, it sounds like there are ideas within that that even i guess conservative christians wouldn't necessarily disagree with if you yeah. were to say to a christian like yep. god is everywhere he is like the spirit is within all yeah. people and all of those things yeah. that's a non-controversial kind of statement to make for yeah. a lot of christians so it's yep. interesting that yep in some sense some people might think that you've gone oh Religion, I'm rebelling against, you know, my pastor yeah. dad and I'm throwing yeah. it all out the window. Yeah. But it almost sounds like yeah. you're, you've taken a lot of it and just journeyed with it and ended up in a place that mm -hmm. looks very different. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be that the, there are some who would consider themselves Christian, absolutely, that I've talked to. They're like, I agree with everything right. that you're saying. My family, my upbringing, it's not. <laughs> this is like the untalked about. We just call... At my house, I'm a life coach. That's as far as it goes. We don't unpack anything else. It is not talked about. Okay. They worry about my eternity. They oh, worry man. about saving me okay. um, and, and that kind of thing. So there are certain aspects, like for example, the, you know, the afterlife. And I have a very different viewpoint compared to many, many Christians. Um, I work with crystals. I work with Reiki healing. And a lot of people would say, I'm a witch. I'm the devil. I'm doing Satan's work. My family <laughs> would say that. Um, but to me, I'm working with God. Like if God is within me and God was within Jesus when he walked the earth, my thought process is Jesus was the first energy healer. He was the first energy worker. And if he was created in God's image and I'm created in God's image, then who am I to not have access to that power and to that truth and to that healing and that light and actually be able to channel that through? I see it as God working through me and allowing me to bring this energy and this healing to the world. And I think that's truly what's going on co collectively. If I can say there is this wave of light coming in just as it did when Jesus walked the earth, there's so much healing happening, so much collective trauma coming up. We're moving it. We're healing. There's more light coming in, more love coming in. And naturally to me, I'm like, okay, we're raising the vibration of the planet then just as Jesus did. We are light workers, energy workers, truth workers, and we have that power. Who are we to not? Right. So this, yeah, that's, that's very interesting because you're taking these Christian ideas yeah. very seriously. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I guess I want to point out is that once again, a lot of people will assume you've 
Um, I mean, they could accuse you of misreading. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But you've taken these ideas of healing. So a lot of Christians, I guess, when you say, well, why don't healings happen now? Like, oh, that was in Jesus' time. They, They kind of. Why don't yeah. they happen now? Oh, well, you know, we theoretically say they can, but they don't. And, and they, we kind of push that one to the side. But it's interesting that you're going, well, no, no, I do believe, like, you almost believe it more than a lot of yeah. Christians yeah. I know that would say they believe it yeah. because you're pursuing this, what would it look like if Jesus was an energy healer? Yeah. And what would that be mm-hmm. if it was here today? Yeah. So talk to and, us. And yeah, if Jesus came now, today... I believe he'd be working with crystals. He'd probably be smoking weed. He would be like chilling with all of us, like having a trigger. good time. <laughs> right? Like, I weed. really do. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but I see it. I see it. So, talk to us about. Um, so, this like new path, we'll just inverted commas, the new path that you're sort of walking <laughs> down now, just, you know. Um, talk to us, like, why is this the right way? Like, why is it. Why is it sex? Why is it crystals? Why is it vibration? Why is it energies? Why is it not something else? Like, how did you settle on this as being the alternative to what you grew up with? Here's the nuance there. How do we know it's the right way? I don't, honest to God, I don't know. Like, I truly believe in every cell of my mother effing being that A, truth is always evolving. So who I am today 10 years from now, hot hell, I don't know who she's going to be, right? Like I'm constantly evolving. I'm outgrowing my truth almost every month, every day, every year. And I do not have the jurisdiction or the authority to tell someone what's right and what's wrong. And people will come to me seeking that because a lot of times they're leaving Christianity or certain religions and they'll ask me, okay, well, well, what's this and what's this? And should I be working with this? And should I be doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. Does that resonate with you? Does that, does that feel in alignment in your body? Like for example, Kundalini yoga. I have so many friends who believe in it through and through in my body. I can't get, I cannot get there. It feels disconnected. It feels ooh, something just feels off here energetically. And I'm going to trust that. But that could be something that maybe there's a shadow there, there's healing there. I could end up working with Kundalini Yoga one day. But I am so about people tapping back into what is true for you? What what mm. is it that resonates? Are you drawn to crystals? Are you drawn to working with like Jesus is on my spirit team, right? I work with like Jesus's spirit, Jesus's energy in my healings, but that might be really triggering for some people. And they might say, well, I don't want to work with Jesus at all. Cool. Well, then maybe he's not on your team right now. And that's totally fine. Who is on your team? Let's get to know them. Let's get to know that. And you work with it in a way that actually feels in your bones aligned. And that gives people that power back. It gives people that validation saying, you don't have to believe what I believe, but we can all sit at the same table and I can hold space for the both and honoring and respecting that you know what's best for you. I am not your guru. I am not even your healer. I can work and move energy through to help your body heal itself, but you also have access to that. You just haven't worked with it yet. So let's go in and find a way for you to work with it that does align with you and your values and your own energy. Talk to me about, well, you're using words like vibration, energy, Mm. uh, 
obviously crystals. Yeah. Are you using these? Like, talk to me about how you're using these words. Like, is vibrations like a literal thing, or, and energy is like a literal thing, or are you using them more metaphorically to describe something? Yeah. Could we can build? Could we build a contraption that would measure these energies? That you're yeah. Talking like, about? are you are you talking? Or about- is it more metaphorical? Yeah. Yeah. Both and so definitely scientifically, I'm not a scientist. So like, let's put that out there. (laughs) But there is science backing that everything holds a certain vibration. Every single thing on earth, everywhere we go, there is a certain vibration where the energy is literally vibrating at a certain frequency. So you've got high frequencies, you have low frequencies, you've got somewhere in between and every single one of us omits um, a different frequency. We're all vibrating differently based on our own alignment. You mean based like our on our cells? Own... Is that what you're talking about? Like little cells vibrating? Like, think of it like, um, like the like the the energy waves coming from you. Like you're on a radio station. You're on the certain channel, right? High frequency, right, low right. frequency. Am I here? Am I there? We're we're om- like emitting these these waves all the time. So could it go back to cells? Maybe I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But there is, there is absolutely science there. Everyone can do their research on that. But it does also go metaphorical and it goes metaphysical and we can look at it kind of um, more woo if you want to go that way. But really and truly, it does come back to everything has a vibration and like attracts like in the energy world. So if you have this certain energy and you're vibrating here and someone's vibrating here, you guys will naturally resonate. But if someone's vibrating here and you're vibrating here, you might kind of clash. There might be some kind of thing where it's like, Ooh, like something doesn't, there's nothing wrong. Nothing is bad. It's not a judgment, but our energies are speaking to each other. They're not, they're not having it. And that's where we can kind of have that, that kind of sense of like, Ooh, like this just doesn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's a very normal interaction. You know, people would have these comments all the time. It's like, I met that cam guy. Yeah. Just not feeling it. Yeah. Just not a great guy. Not my kind of guy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like he seems fine. He's just not my kind of guy. Whereas you would describe that encounter as cam's frequencies, probably a little different to mine. I think it's okay, but we just don't Mm -hmm. resonate. Yeah. Is that how you would describe that interaction? Yeah. So talk to us. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, the energy, the energy's just off and it's not bad. There's just, there's not a resonance there. Right. Yeah. So talk to us about crystals then, because I'll explain my limited understanding of crystals. And you tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> So my understanding is it's all this energy-based stuff that you're talking about and crystals emit their own mm-hmm. levels of energy and that helps change mm-hmm. your energy your vibrations is that right mm. no so i am not i will say i am not a I, I am not a crystal expert okay, um right. i work with crystals i work with stones that i feel attracted to so like ah, this, right. this smoky amethyst i don't fucking i don't know what the frequency of this is okay. but i know when my energy naturally feels drawn to it that it's being called to work with it so i might okay. have it in my space when i'm doing a healing or when i'm in prayer or when i'm in meditation or doing whatever maybe i'm in a session like i've got this here right now um, but I'm not like someone who's like, okay, all these crystals and da, 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 and like laying them out and channeling all this energy through them. I see them as just one tool in my toolbox okay. and my soul, my spirit will feel called to work with it. And sometimes it doesn't. And I just trust that my soul's got me and she's, she's in charge. I'm just right. here to like be physical in the human, in the human experience. Okay. So how do you, 
how do you get to the point you're at? Like, is like where do you learn in inverted commas this stuff? Like, is this trial and error? Like, how have you got to like so sort of highlighted like the change? But talk to us about mm. how you get to the change, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely is a lot of trial and error because when you start opening up to this, and this was my experience of what I witnessed in, in a lot of my clients, you open up to this world, whether it's the sexuality side or the spirituality side, the energy side, and you just start to like bring things into your awareness, whether it's a certain coach or a certain teacher, or maybe it's a certain practice or a crystal, or, you know, someone will gift you something and you're like, what the hell is this? And you look into it more and you start researching it. Um, and it's really just trying things on and really feeling into, again, what feels good for me? Like for when I first started working with crystals, I still had a lot of judgment from my Christian upbringing around this is bad. This is the devil. I had a lot of stories that my dad would tell me about them from like people he would go into their homes and work with and, and all of this stuff. So I was triggered by them and I had to go in and do a lot of healing around that shadow. And then once I was able to move that truly trauma out of my body, cause that's what it is, is this like intense fear and that I was going into like oh my God, I need to fight, flight, or freeze right now. So it was a trauma response. Then I was able to be like, oh, like I actually really enjoy working with these and they actually feel really good for me, right? So it's trying on these different teachings or practices or rituals or things and just trusting truly, which takes work to get here, especially after coming out of a religious background, trusting yourself, trusting so deeply that you're going to know what you're meant to work with. And there's some people out there that I'm like, oh my God, what I could never do what they do. That is way too out there for me. And I honor that. I'm like, that's cool for them, but that doesn't have to be my experience. Because when I first got into this, I'll be honest, I went full on, okay, I need a religion out of this, right? Like someone just tell me how, and someone give me the 10 steps and someone give me the Bible for this new thing. And when it wasn't there and every teacher I talked to had a different perception and a different practice with it, I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I guess I got to figure this out for myself. And that is when I had to do the work in trusting myself so that I could work with what actually resonated and aligned with me. Right. Okay. Sounds like you've come from like, <laughs> as, as we piece it together, it sounds like we've come from this way of, uh, you've come from this way of a very rigid, like, these are the answers. This is how it works. This is how you, yep. like, become a whole better person. And it sounds mm -hmm. like that caused a lot of trauma for you. And what I see in this new way of engaging with the world and growing as a human being, there's this acceptance of difference of others and this notable trust placed on you as a person whereas but to mm -hmm. contrast that the christian way is be like the, the human is wicked yeah, above all things you shouldn't right? trust you yourself shouldn't yeah. trust yourself and yeah. it sounds like you've gone mm -hmm. i can trust myself and because mm -hmm. i can trust myself now i've got room mm -hmm. to allow other people to kind of trust themselves and so everything you're saying mm -hmm. i'm not hearing like a, a fundamentalist worldview i'm not hearing it like this mm -hmm. is the way cam get a crystal yeah. in your yeah. house mate yeah, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm which is good because it's not happening i'm just putting it out there <laughs> yeah, it will bring it around we'll bring it around and get other other, other crystal thing um so <laughs> talk to me then like as as i tr try and understand because cam and i are coming from a very no idea about this yeah we've this got no idea <laughs> um 
talk to us as I've proven already <laughs> about this because you say like Reiki master and and I'm gathering that that's mm-hmm. like energy work and energy mm-hmm. something. Talk to us about how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yes, I do not hold any fundamentalist like that to me. I will challenge people on that left and right. And that's what I love about you guys in your podcast is that you're willing and open to have these conversations. And I think truly in our world, especially right now, this is what we need to be doing. Right. Hmm, I don't necessarily agree, but can you enlighten mm-hmm. me? Like, I'm curious, yeah. like, yeah. why do you Let think that learn. way? I think that's yeah. so, so important. And then from there, obviously you can go into it more. Or you can be like, fuck no, I'm, I'm out of here like, <laughs> and, and leave, whatever. But we can all respect each other. And I do believe that's part of, of our world is, is the diversity. Like yeah. we're all different and how beautiful can that be? Mm. So when it comes to what was the question shit i just lost it. Uh, i'm sorry reiki yeah. reiki yeah. master oh reiki okay yeah yeah yes okay so reiki energy reiki healing is just a one of the many types of energy healing energy work you could get into if you felt called to so it's one of many different there's plenty out there to go around and i again once i was open i was like okay i'm stepping into this like let's start working with energy i attracted in a teacher who was a reiki master Um, who had been doing this work for 20 plus years. She's incredible. And that is where I got into Reiki healing. So Reiki stands for universal life force energy. All it is, is you could look at it as like universal light, universal energy. I believe it comes from God. I don't care where you believe it comes from. That's my intention. And I'm bringing it through as the healer, as the master, as the teacher, as the worker, bringing it through to help align your energy system so that your body can heal itself. Um, it really, to me, is not about, like, I don't sit down and I'm like, okay, we're going to do all this energy work and like really, woo, I, I coach, I do a lot of like therapeutic work. I do a lot of trauma work. So I'm talking and the energy is moving the whole time. My hands might move or the crystals might go somewhere or I might pause for a second and move something kind of just in, even in my mind and my intention. But Reiki healing is just one way that I helped me learn the how and a little bit more of, okay, I needed some sort of like, but how does it work? And what is that structure? And like, I don't really know, like, I don't want to do this quote unquote wrong. So I stepped into Reiki healing and now I get to make it my own. So um, it, it's an ancient practice, like back from, I think, like 1900s, 1920s. And basically, um, Dr. Asui went on this like 21-day meditation and fast and, and prayer walk up to this mountain. And then it was said from there to he downloaded this Reiki energy healing system. And then he came back down the mountain. He stubbed his toe. Toe starts bleeding. He touches his foot and like brought through the energy that he had just downloaded up at the top of the mountain. From there, his foot was healed. He went back into the town and he told everyone about it and started doing, um, yeah, not, I guess not ancient practice. Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said it like that, but, um, you know, comes back into, I mean, energy healing, like Eastern tradition, very ancient Reiki specifically. I think it's like 1920s. Um, so then he goes into the town, he brings it in. And then from there, he starts teaching other people how to work with this energy. And they open up these clinics and they start healing people, both physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. And they start to see, oh my God, this is working and, and it's really powerful. And it's all it's doing is helping the body naturally heal itself. So we have these energy systems, these chakras in our body. You could look at them. Um, chakra means wheel. So they're spinning. And a lot of times when trauma happens or life happens or we experience something that the wheel stops spinning and it becomes like this stagnancy right and then from there 
when it's stagnant, your energy is not flowing to the best of its capability, to what it's possible to be, to be flowing at. And therefore you're creating that kind of resistance and stuckness in the body, in the energetic field. And then that's, what's then being emitted out. People are feeling that life is feeling that, and you're not able to create, um, to the fullest capacity that you have the, um, opportunity to do. So Reiki healing is about really just bringing in this energy, helping the body naturally heal itself, clearing any resistance, clearing any blocks. Um, and the reason I'm called a Reiki master is because I've, I've attuned to like a level three Reiki level four Reiki from there. Um, I am able to attune other people and all I see this as, cause again, <laughs> cannot go fundamentalist about it. I cannot go religious about it. Like some people will. I just believe that people feel drawn to me. I help you access this inside of yourself, realizing, holy shit, I have this power and this, this possibility within me. You wake up to it and you're able to then share that with other people. So when you're talking about healing, do you mean emotional healing, like physical healing? Are you healing people like Jesus healed people? Is, is that what you're talking about? I mean, if we go like Bible story side of it, I mean, a lot of those are like, there was a miracle and it was like this huge moment and like he can see and he can walk and like, I believe that's possible. Do not get me wrong. We see that shit happen all the time, um, whether you call it healing or not, but I, it's these little teeny tiny things. So everyone has an, you know, an energetic body. So you have your physical body, high, tangible, I can touch this. Energetic body is about, you know, a few inches off of you. That's the same shape as your body. It's an energetic field. It's an aura right? And that's where your energy lives. I go in and I'm helping your body move out this resistance and these blocks in the energetic body so that you can access more in life. You can live to, again, that fullest capacity that you are able to, that you are meant to. I truly believe we're here to thrive um, and you're able to access that. However, disclaimer, I do not believe in spiritually bypassing. So that's why I don't just sit down and move energy and send you on your way because I want to know what's the real shit that's going on that we also need to work through physically and and emotionally and mentally here. Um, And so then the energy is just kind of this like cherry on top. I think if we just go around energy healing all the time and like walking around like that, we're missing you're in a human body. What's the, what's the shit that we have to heal right here, right now. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) oh god okay lay it on me no 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 no, 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 no. it's not it's not bad it's just i just want to know i just i'm just trying to formulate the question in my head that's right that's right um can this because i don't want it to come across as condescending so this like aura that you're talking about this energy field that is the same shape as my body but it's just how do we know firstly how do we know and secondly are humans the only ones with this? Like, oh. do dogs and do Does koalas? Like, is it all life that has these things or? All of life, yes. Um, yes, 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 and yes. So uh, there's like Reiki healing. I can go in and Reiki, um, send Reiki energy, send Reiki healing to the planet, um, to natural disasters, to, um, you know, certain movements and, and really help raise that, that energy there. I can send it to a flower, you know, like there's this flower here that's dying and you can channel Reiki energy there to your food. Like if you're about to eat something, right? Like really setting that into me, energy healing is all about the intention. Um, Some people will say there has to be this perfect practice and it's this whole thing. And 
I don't want more rules. I broke free from that. So really to me, it's the intention. It's, it's the, the kind of mental state that I'm in of like setting that of like, okay, here, like saying a prayer almost for raising the vibration of that food that I'm about to eat or that drink that I'm about to consume. But yes, everything, everything has a frequency. So everything has an energetic body. Therefore, everything can have healing. Well, that brings us to a question one of our Instagram listeners sent through. She said, from a Christian perspective, would you say Reiki is just another form of prayer similar to laying on hands or anointing with oil? Would you say that maybe that's a similar energy, so to speak, or practice that's being tapped into? Absolutely. Yeah, because if you think about it, if you're anointing or laying hands on someone, if I was to do Reiki in person and you're laying on like this, this massage table of sorts, I'm going to place my hands either like above you or if you're okay with it, I might touch. That's typically not how I work just because um, a lot of people I work with come with trauma. So to touch them is kind of jolting of like, oh, well, you just pulled me out of it. So I work off the body. Um, but yes, so same exact idea, same exact thing. Again, it's that intention. And I don't care if you call it God or spirit or source, like whatever resonates with you. I really do believe you guys, we're all working with the same thing, the same universal light, same universal love and energy. Um, I don't care how it resonates with you as long as it feels like that conviction in your body. And it's a conviction from a space of this feels really true for me versus, oh, this is what I was indoctrinated to believe. All I want people to do in my work is to remind them to think for themselves. Like that's all I want you to do. Ask the questions, allow the curiosity, allow the play with this and allow yourself to get out of that box of right versus wrong and just say, huh, like what am I actually feeling? What am I actually experiencing and feeling drawn to? And what if that was okay? Mm. So that's cool. So what, um, would you, would you go as far to say that all religions are somehow tapping into this same thing. Just yes. different um, metaphors I absolutely and believe different that. languages and different religious practices. Yeah. Is is that what what you, you would say? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, of course, you could go into it with everyone believes a little bit differently about what happens when we die. My my caveat to that is, how do you know? Like, unless you've died and like, but that if you die, then like whatever happens to you, everyone's going to channel. I mean, I know mediums and I know people who channel, you know, dead people and they're like, okay, but they say, this is how it is. And I'm like, well, cool. But every spiritual teacher I talk to has a different ideology of what happens when I die, who has the authority to say what's right till we're actually there. Um, but I also think that, you know, if we could all get on like very much like what you guys are doing here on the podcast on a global scale, all of our religions do point back to the same thing. And the wars that we've been fighting are for centuries are all around religion. <laughs> like it's all around who has the power and who is the right one and who is the, the mm-hmm. ultimate and the objective. And if we could just get out of that mindset and learn to have more acceptance and compassion and mm-hmm. empathy and curiosity and permission, then uh, maybe some of the wars would stop and there wouldn't be so much suffering on this planet. You know? So what's um? How do you? Because I'm hearing like the skeptics of the universe. Like in, I'm picking up their energy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to come to that after. I love it. Okay. I, I love wanna, it. I want to right, get to. So normally, and this is where Cam's heading, and this is where I think we'll go. Normally, what before we in most conversations you hear about this stuff, you'll see someone the skeptics that Cam's 
vibing right now. <laughs> yeah. you, you'll get hung up in this like, well, like prove it. And, and well, you're wrong because of this. Well, yeah. explain this. And it ends up in this back and forth debate. And I think the important question that we try and ask that I think is yeah. more important than trying to empirically prove something is you have left a worldview and you have ended in a worldview. How does this help you? How does this understanding of uh, spirituality yeah. help you? How What helps you about uh, this world talking about it yeah. as energies and manifesting things and being drawn to people and having connectedness with people's frequencies? What really brings you alive with this worldview that, say, your previous worldview just didn't? Hmm. I would say the one, like literally the one word that keeps coming to mind is liberation. Um, just true freedom in every aspect. Like there, I lived in a constant state of fear and shame and anxiety. It was like on loop in my body and my traumatic responses in my mind. Like I remember being six years old. I have flashes of her all the time. Still six years old, like just praying that God could please hear me and not leave me behind when he comes back. And what if I, what if he didn't hear me when I prayed this and he's going to take my family and I'm going to be left, you know, for the, the trials and the tribulation and the apocalyptic period. And like, that was traumatizing to a young child. And you know, I'm about to become a mom. So I'm like, I, I'm experiencing this whole different thing of like, oh my God, like I cannot pass this on. So to me, when I think about adopting this, this different worldview of true acceptance and wonder and, and permission, it, it really brought me peace and it brought me liberation. Like I sleep at night, you know, I'm, I'm willing to have conversations like this where in the past it would have been like, Oh, if we don't agree with the same thing, then like, you know, fuck you. And, da, 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 and like, we would have been judgy and I would have been like, how can I save their soul? And, and all of this, you know? Right. So it really is like, it just, to me, that's where unity is going to come mm. from is from this and not exactly my ideology, mm. take what you want, leave the rest, but from this willingness to see and hear and listen and hold space for people that don't necessarily agree with us. And I think that that's where the unity is going to come from that we do need to heal the planet. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's where you circle and loosely link back to the clickbait. This is a way that you feel like a well-effed woman or somebody who is present and engaging with their humanity in a mm -hmm. different way. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. saying that that is what will change the world. Women connecting mm -hmm. with living Themselves. their human experience yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. differently and, and less disconnected. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of talking about a way to be human. You know, science always talks about mm -hmm. let's try and measure objective reality as best we can and measure because mm -hmm. you can only truly ever experience the subjective. But then yeah. science goes, well, that's not good enough. Let's right. try and connect all these subjectives to get as close to the objective as possible. Mm. Whereas what I'm hearing you yeah. talk about from your experience is this level of how can I be human? Well, how can I live my life? Well, mm -hmm. how can I engage with the relationships I have? Well, how can I connect with the mystery of where we come from? Well, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm mm -hmm. hearing. Do you have any reflections on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's exactly it. Like I always talk about, you can't hack your way out of the human experience. Cause there's a lot of spiritual teachings that are like, we're always seeking enlightenment and we're seeking like something outside of us. And to me, I'm like, 
you would be there if that's where you were meant to be. But you chose to, you know, my ideology, you chose to come here. So how can you be here and make the most of it? And, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to the sex side of it, like sex is like the ultimate connection to the divinity within you. If you are in that full orgasmic state, fully surrendered to something that is so much greater than you, something that is so much bigger than you, but you're experiencing it through your body, through your pleasure in this form, like to me, again, like that is what's going to change the world. It's bringing those two together, both the divinity and the humanity here um, and living it out. So Cam's right. channeling some skeptics. Yes. <laughs> what would you say? I love it. To like the, I guess the common pushback you would receive. I don't know what Cam's thinking. So you, you yeah. go. Well, I reckon, I want, I, my, the inner skeptics that I'm okay. channeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I would, how do you know that something's worked that mm. you've done? Yeah, that's a good question. Like that something has worked? Yeah. Like, guess, like, like a healing? spiritual practice? Yeah, like whether it's a healing, healing? or... Um, so you, you come for like a Reiki session. Yeah, and, and you don't touch me, but you get close. Maybe Reiki, yeah. Yeah. Like how, do, how does Conrad know that it's worked and how do I know that it's worked? Mm, yeah, beautiful. So first and foremost, I mean, you can rub your hands together like right now and you can feel like rub them together and then feel the energy between them. Like pull them off of each other a little bit. And you can like feel that energy moving, like you're moving energy. I guess the scientist would say, is it like heat and sensations in the skin of just ceasing rubbing? Maybe yeah. I don't have I mean, a very definitely... good connection and you're, to and myself. You're... <laughs> okay. I'm not getting okay. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're feeling this energy. Um, I'm going to always bring you back to like, how do I know this has worked? And I, yeah. I watch your mind moving, which is the very masculine way to do. So yeah, there's nothing I'm, wrong I'm right in there. You're intellectual. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So now let's bring in though. Okay. What am I feeling? Like, what mm. am I experiencing? What is happening in my body? So if you were to start a Reiki session, for example, or start a coaching session, how do I feel going into it? What sensations am I feeling in my actual body? What am I noticing? What am I aware of? Having that compassionate inquiry. We're not trying to fix anything. We go into the session. We wrap up the session. Now, how do you feel? Now, what's going on yeah. in the body? Now, what are you experiencing? Mm. Now, what sensations are coming through? And I will tell you, sometimes it's like, oh my God, my life was just changed and everything is different. And there's times where it's like, you know what? I feel a little less anxiety. I feel a little bit, you know, more open. Oh, interesting. And it's like, as we keep like, I see it as these ice, these icebergs where we're chiseling away at these icebergs that have been building for protection, traumatic responses over so many years Mm -hmm. that the more and more we keep bringing that awareness to them and we we create safety there, then you're able to fully experience and feel in your body. There might be times where it's like, you know what? I don't feel anything. I feel numb or Mm. I just feel resistance or I feel, you know, like, eh, there's nothing really happening. And I ask them, okay, like, tell me more about what that's like for you. Like, let's go in on that, you know, because it's, again, this is why I don't just do, you know, let's go in and like bada bing, bada boom and like waving my magic wand because that's not, that's not getting to the root of anything. That's, that's very, to me, kind of just one piece, one of the medicines. I want to go in and see like, what's keeping you from accessing this 24 seven on your own and really getting people back in touch with their body and their felt somatic experience. Um, and then from there, they're starting to feel the energy. I mean, like when I speak now, 
when I'm, when I'm channeling spirit through and, and God through, I can feel it. Like I'm like so sweaty right now. Um, and I was fine before we got started. That's to me is the energy is mm. moving through my body. And the second we're done, I'll be fine. Like I won't mm. like, it's a, interesting. So we all, okay. how is it working? We all experience it differently, right? Mm. We all have different gifts and our channels are open differently, um, into different capacities. And that's something you can keep working with and increasing as well. The more and more that you tap into this. So right. as, as like empiricists and people who would go to science on it, they would, they would say something like, Oh, well, that's just confirmation bias and placebo effect. And it's me being sympathetic mm-hmm. to you when you've like reiki something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, like I do feel mm-hmm. better. And maybe like I physically do. What would your response be yeah. to that? Like I might preempt your response. It's sounding more like you're like, yeah, I mean, describe it however you want. But in the human experience, this person feels better. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're mm-hmm. really talking about this window of human experience. So a science, a science, the science might say, Listen, you can't measure it. You can't peer review it. It's not empirically anything there. But it sounds like you're Mm. saying, well, how do you feel? How's the experience? Is this helpful for you as a human? And if the answer is yes, Mm -hmm. then you're saying it's helpful Mm -hmm. and real still. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, to, to what you said, the very first question you asked, and then you answered it beautifully for me. So thank you. Um, (laughs) But the the answer, (laughs) the answer I would have is, so what if it is, you know, like if it's not, I, and I really do believe like when I'm working with light, when we're tapping into light and, and this energy, um, cause that's why I don't call myself a witch. Like I'll just be very clear with that. Some people would, and they work with light and they call themselves a witch. My understanding of the actual, like, um, you know, witchcraft and the actual ideology of it isn't, um, what I feel drawn to. So that's why same reason I don't call myself a Christian. I don't call myself a witch. Cause I also know that can be very offensive to those who do practice witchcraft and are like, well, what the hell, you know, you're taking it and like making it this woo woo thing that you want to call it. And I think that that can be a little dangerous. I'm just not a, I'm not a label person. Mm. Let's put that out there. Sounds like you're um, identifying the religion so, aspect of it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so for me, when I work with light, I know it can't harm. Like I receive Reiki as being pregnant and, um, I know it's like all good. Um, I believe Reiki can help, um, those who are ill, like those who are, you know, having cancer treatments and different things. Cause we're not doing anything to the physical body. It's working with the energy of it. Um, but I really, to me, if it's a placebo for you and that's what you want to believe, cause you are very, again, intellectual, which I would counter that of get it back into the body. Yeah, right. What are you feeling? Where are you, what's your discernment saying? Yeah. Um, but I would say, so what if it is like, mm. do you feel better? Do you feel good? Is it bringing value to your life? Is it, you know, does it get you excited when you wake up in the morning? Does it feel like you're able to accomplish more after X, Y, Z, whatever your, your result is you're looking for, then who cares what the hell we call it? Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I I think you answered that that really well. So go from the science skeptic to the religious skeptic Mm -hmm. now. Um, I'm wondering how you would, what, what, what you would say to this when you okay. are, you're talking about um, you can attract things with your energy and be open to certain things, what would mm-hmm. you say to perhaps the inverse of discovering that all the powers within you, like it could be described as some level of, I can manifest certain things, I can attract certain things, the powers within me. But what about the negative inverse that's like, well, listen, if you're poor, you're probably not just putting out the right energies yeah. and that's why mm-hmm. you're poor. And listen, yeah. if you if you're sick and you're and you're struggling with your health, maybe you should just mm-hmm. like be better at crystals and get your 
yeah. energy is kind of better. It's like, and I'm already sounding mm-hmm. in, in a way like a legalistic Christian that's like, oh, you got to believe mm-hmm. correctly. What would you say? Yeah, to you didn't pray. You didn't pray right. You didn't yeah. pray enough. You that's didn't, right. Yeah. What would you yep. say to that inverse? Mm-hmm. If you are, if all the power is within you, then mm. everything becomes your fault. Mm. Amen. Okay, this is where I am again so passionate about the human side because there are a lot of spiritual people as well, not just Christians, that would say that. Of oh, you're just you're in the low frequency, mm. so you're attracting this, and you chose this in your soul contract, so just deal with it and X Y Z. And sure, to maybe to some certain extent, maybe that's true. Um, because I do believe like we also have the power every day to like wake up and and create what we want. I mm. do believe that. I think that it's dangerous to take a little bit more of like the the victim side of like, oh, well, this just this is it and like lay down. That's why I have a little bit of a hard time right now with Christians who believe this is the apocalypse and they're just waiting for Jesus to come save them. And I'm like, what are you going to get off your ass and do about it? Like, come on, right. like Jesus was active. Let's be active about right. it and do something. Um but this is where I think it's really important to tap into what are the, the very human, real 3D tangible ways that there might be some odds stacked against you, right? Like, especially with the social justice movements going on right now in civil rights, we've got, you know, different areas of the world are going through different things. We have different forms of government here in the U.S., capitalism, I'm able to create whatever the hell I want. But if I was in China, for example, I don't have that opportunity. I don't have that same, you know, pieces stacked for me. Mm -hmm. So to me, the both and, you know, concept here is so important. And Aaron Rose um, teaches on this a lot. Um, He's very, very brilliant in the social justice and activism and side of not, he's all about manifestation and law of attraction, but he's also teaching like, And like, what are we looking at here? Like, what are the pieces that might be a little bit more resistance for you that you have to break through Mm -hmm. um, versus like being a white woman in this day and age? Like I have a little bit more um, opportunity. I just do. I went to a good school. I was raised by two parents in in a normal household. You know, we had money, we had X, Y, Z. So I was able to have a little bit of a leg up, but I don't believe that that is the only reason for my success or for what I've been able to create because I've also worked my ass off. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, there's the both and there. I think it's very dangerous to gaslight someone's experience and say, oh, you just manifested this and oh, you're just lower frequency and oh, work with this crystal. Again, that's why I'm like, you know, let's go into the trauma of it. What's actually happening in your body? Um, what's going on in your life? Uh, what are the, the different pieces of this puzzle at play? And how can we, you know, create a plan or, um, you know, a, a certain process for you individually with all of your pieces of your puzzle that's going to look very different than mine. Mm. I'm hearing a strong pattern of like the how we hold what we're holding mm. in that same sense. Mm-hmm. You can sound like the fundamentalist religious person that uh, like say fundamentalist evangelical that says you're not praying enough, you disconnect from God and that's why these bad things are happening. Yeah. Or you can be a full right blooded atheist capitalist that says mate you just got to work hard and that's why you're poor and if you weren't so lazy you wouldn't be so poor it's that same kind of and then say in the in the i guess reiki world they might be like listen just manifest properly and and you'll be you'll be fine it's this we can find it within everything which i find i find super interesting yeah yeah um and so i think that that's where That's where I'll say like the way I describe that is I am all about embodying the both and. So where fundamentalism taught me it's either this or that, it's this or that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but it's both and though. Mm -hmm. There's two sides to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And when to... 
what would you say to the Christian that says, well, this is just some, it sounds like hedonism to me. It sounds like the pursuit of yeah. yourself. It sounds like you've led yourself astray because you've yeah. listened to the flesh and the flesh is evil and yeah. you're just pursuing hedonism. What would, what would you say to that? <laughs> she would laugh. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, the, you know, conscious side of me would say something very different than like the, the human side of me. That's like, just wants to roll my eyes and be like, Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Here we go. Um, I mean, I, here's the thing I want to, and I I try very hard. I'm not perfect. Um, but in the conscious side of me, I do very much want to be like, I honor and I respect your experience and that's where you are. And that's cool. Um, I do not have capacity or space for your judgments of me, your assumptions mm-hmm. of me. Okay. So I will ask you to please, like, I'll either delete the message. Like, I've had people send me shit before. I'll just delete it, block it by. Um, you know, I might mm-hmm. open up the dialogue if, if my kind of, if my heart is like, okay, let's go in on this. This feels productive. Um, I can't say that they're wrong because I, I don't know it's right and wrong at the end of the day. That's what they believe. And I'm not here to tell them that that's bad or that that's wrong or whatever. Um, but I think the dangerous thing about that is you don't know my heart, right? Like you aren't in my body, you aren't in my experience. So who gave you the authority to decide for me, my fate, um, you know, my, my beliefs, my truth, like you're taking things I'm saying through your own lens, through your own indoctrination and making it mean this. And Mm -hmm. the only counter I would have to that is like you, no one gave you the right to do that. That's actually very violating um, to me because that's a boundary I have. Like you can't come in here and pretend that you know who I am because you just don't as much as you want to try or as much as I share myself online, you're not living in my body. You know, one of my favorite responses used to be, if I was you, I'd probably think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just leave it at that because if I was in your body through your lens, hell, I'd probably think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my body, my lens... I actually don't agree with you. Mm. You've, yeah, right. you've already touched on the and, answer to the follow-up question to that is, is how do you yeah. see them, that religious person that might be misinterpreting what you're trying to say? And yeah. also the skeptical science person, maybe how do you see Cam and I who just live in our <laughs> philosophies and cerebral <laughs> brain up here? How do, you, how do you view those groups of people? In all honesty, I'm fascinated by both camps. Um, because it's just how our brains work so differently. And it's just so fascinating to me. Again, I think it comes back to diversity and and how interesting it is. And we need intellectual people on this planet. Like we do need that. We need people more in their body and their energy and their flow. I I also believe the both and here. So I think it could be really beneficial. Um, I am also very intellectual, not around this, but like I grew up very good at school. I, I love learning. I love studying. I love deep, challenging conversation. Like I do enjoy that. Um, but there's also, you know, again, it comes back to how can we all work together? How can this actually be really, I'm not here to convince you. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to like, especially even when I teach group programs, I will teach. And then I will say, take what you want, leave the rest. What resonated with you? I mean, I have a whole meditation that I walk people through of you just consumed this information. Now let's discern in your body what's real for you, what's true for you, where are you feeling pulled into more of, where were you like, ooh, I don't want to go there, where are you feeling triggered, what's coming up here, um, because I just, I do not believe, I, I just don't have that authority to tell you what to believe, and I think when we can take that, again, that power back and say, holy shit, I actually get to decide what it is that I believe, and how cool is that, and how empowering is that, 
I just think our world would be a very different place. Mm. Mm. So the this may be opening a can of worms. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> where is then the role of science? Because maybe some people would be hearing you say, "Listen, if you feel, I'll take it to the extreme, which is probably what people would use. If you feel like it's okay for you, then do it." So it's like, well, I feel it's okay for me to exploit people to get rich. I feel it's okay for me to like hurt somebody mm. uh, to get what I want, or to be mm. extreme. Or I felt like it was okay to kill somebody so therefore under maybe what what they might be interpreting you're saying under that framework it's okay what would be your response to that like is there a role for science and objectivity in this Mm -hmm. way of seeing the world there absolutely is. I mean, you could look into like quantum physics if you wanted to go law of attraction. What's the, you know, scientific studies of what is going on with the law of attraction, with manifestation, with energy. Um, I don't study that because in all honesty, I, I work with it. I have that intention. I don't really, I don't need the proof anymore. Um, I broke free from that, but I honor those that do. And so I'm like, okay, go study X, Y, Z and, and find for yourself. Um, now, Shit, I just lost the question again. This is what pregnancy brain is. Can you answer the question? <laughs> no. So, yeah, the question is under that under that framework of if I decide what works for me and what's true for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how, how okay. then yeah. do we deal with behaviors that might harm mm-hmm. other people? Mm-hmm. Um, or even ourselves. Absolutely. Like, so, the follow-up question oh, okay. is like... Um, like, so you do this um, like Reiki healing, for example. Uh-huh. What's uh-huh. your... And I think I already know the answer to this because of the things we've spoken about for the last hour. But just so that it's clear uh-huh. in people's minds, if I get leukemia, uh-huh. you're not saying I'll just do a Reiki and you'll be fine. Like you're saying, no, no, go and do the science. Like go and get, get yourself chemo. some chemo uh-huh. and I'll do a bit uh-huh. of Reiki for you and it might help you. Uh-huh. Is that, would that be? Yeah. So the, the two questions here, the first one or to what you just said, I'll answer that first. Um, I'm going to say, what do you feel called to do? (laughs) Do you feel called just to Reiki or do you feel called to chemotherapy or do you feel called to both? Like what's the harm in both and really helping you discern in your own body. What am I feeling called to work with? Cause it's going to look different for every single cancer patient. So you have that power, you have that permission and I'm just here to support you in whatever that looks like for you. Um, it's that both and mentality. Now the piece around like, let's go into ethics and morals mm. of like killing is wrong. What if it harms um, other people? You know, the, what if it harms other people? This could be a whole conversation. But right. the, piece I'll say, <laughs> the piece I'll say here is at the end of the day, I do very much so believe we are all connected, right? If we are all, um, you know, have God within us, if we are all an aspect of God in a body, if we all are divinity in form, right, then we're all connected. So if you are truly in your power and truly in not a trauma response, not an indoctrination, not what someone told you, but in your actual body, in your truth, and in, in beyond all of that, the core of who you are, you will never ever feel called to do something that's going to harm another because technically if we're all connected what harms someone else will also harm you so there's this sense of um really and truly like having this yes we're individuals and i do believe there's a power there of like okay the individual but we're also within the collective we are all connected so 
when someone would say, well, killing is right. I would be like, okay, there's shit we got to work through here. Like right. I'm going to send you to probably deeper therapy than I even have mm-hmm. the, the skill set to work with mm-hmm. and have you work with someone to heal whatever it is that's giving you that ideology. Because if we look at it from an ethical, um, you know, viewpoint, there's no way that anyone at like a true core essence of who you are could believe that murder is okay. Mm-hmm. But if, again, like if we look at, you know, like what's happening in the Middle East. So my husband's military, mm-hmm. he is fighting in the Middle East often. Okay. So they're killing Christians. Muslims are killing mm-hmm. Christians there. This is not a generalization. This is just what's happening there, right? These people of this indoctrination, they believe killing Christians is good based mm-hmm. on their ideology indoctrination from mm-hmm. Islam, from how they perceive it in that specific group. Okay. That is an indoctrination that's speaking for them. That's not actually the truth of who they are. So what's beyond that, that we can heal, that we can open up to, that we can have the conversation around that says, okay, what's actually like in my heart of hearts here is what is right. Yeah, no. So, so we're going to yeah. just change the clickbait to we've solved the Middle East problem with Reiki therapy. <laughs> Reiki <laughs> fixes therapy. every war. <laughs> um, yeah, I, trauma trauma therapy would solve so many issues. Well, that's yeah. that's probably yes. not yeah. that controversial. Yeah, I don't everybody think. needs yeah. trauma therapy. <laughs> yeah. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last things you want to add or clarify? have we forgotten to ask you something or? Have we not touched on mm. something that you really think that the world needs to hear? Well, the world as is Ideas Digest, listeners' world. <laughs> yeah, I would say that the kind of final piece would be two things. One, go explore and play with a world where spirituality and sexuality are not two ends of a spectrum, but instead they're like together. They're part of like a continuum, like really and truly just go, go feel into that. And here's all of what we talked about today, which is going to kill both of you because you're, you're science minded and and definitely (laughs) in the, the, the mindset of intellectual of like, how does this make sense? And and where's the fact and the proof to where I would challenge like discernment, intuition, Mm -hmm. clear cognizance, like this, this inner, especially as women, we have this womb wisdom. We have this innate intuitive knowing like a woman's intuition, right. is so fucking powerful. Um, so I would just say like, you that's on you that needs the proof like i know what i believe like you can go research or or whatever Mm -hmm. um but play with the spirituality and the sexuality side together because a lot of times we put them over here Mm -hmm. and i want to play with them uh together and see what that unlocks for you when you give yourself permission to play in this so it's not a science it's not a math problem there's no x plus y equals z how do i get Mm -hmm. to the have the g-spot orgasm it's not about that it's about how can I play with this? How can I just let this be a dance, an art form, a flow, something I'm just curious about and I let my curiosity and my desire guide me Mm -hmm. um, versus trying to have to make it mean all of these things and like getting our wheels turning because that actually pulls us deeper out of our body and back into the mind where what you're seeking if this conversation is sparking something in you and resonating with you what you're seeking is in your body. You're not going to find it in your mind. Mm. I'm just going to tell you that. So um, definitely play with this. And then the only other piece I would say is like, take whatever came today, run with it um, and leave the rest. Like your, I truly believe your soul, your heart of hearts, your spirit knows what is for you in this and what is not what you're ready for, what you're not. 
and just go explore that. Have fun mm. with it. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, challenge to lay down to yeah. spirituality and religion, which I think was very interesting where you say spirituality and uh, sex are often separated and within yeah. most religious traditions that mm-hmm. is very true. And mm. we'll leave that there mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe have the option of a part two, why sex is needed for religion, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen. Ooh, yeah, write that down. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> As you're listening to this and your trigger pants are firmly on, yeah. Um, well and truly triggered. Well, well and truly triggered. <laughs> Listen, whether you agree or disagree, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not That's really the point. Not what we're here for. Hopefully, yeah. you've been able to find some new ideas, yeah. sit with them, and digest them. Yeah, you can understand where Olivia's coming from and yeah. how it helps her and, and it, her community. And that's yeah. right. So, if you want to connect with Olivia, uh, I think oliviaceline.com, and she also has a podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oliviasleen.com, oliviasleen the podcast, oliviasleen on Instagram. I keep Easy. it simple. So if you want to if you if you've mm-hmm. intrigued by this, you want to learn more, you can head there. Yeah. If you want to connect with us, ideasdigest at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram, get involved, watch the live streams and send through questions as we as we yeah. chat at ideasdigest. It's been a very fascinating, interesting, mm. eye-opening episode for me. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Thank yeah. you for being open and honest and joining us. Yes, thanks a lot, Olivia. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You ask brilliant questions. This was so much fun. Oh, Thank we just you. do it for ego validation. When people say great <laughs> yeah. questions, deep down, I'm like, yes. yes. That whole <laughs> hour and 20 minutes before is all just it's for that. all just for that. So <laughs> thanks for validating our, per- yeah, our purpose no. in life. And uh, we will catch everybody in the next episode. Thanks for listening to that episode. Quick reminder, clout, watch, let's get on it. Leave a rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Let's get some clout together. And if you are wondering, geez, I wonder what Conrad really thinks. And in this special episode, I wonder what Cam really thinks. Uh, Behind a paywall I can't guarantee is worth your money to pay to jump, I will be releasing... Some footage, I accidentally left the camera rolling uh, as Cam and I were just breaking down the end of this podcast and thought, what what did we vibe with? What didn't we vibe with? And um, yeah, we got I got a short snippet of what Cam really thought about that conversation that he just had. So if you would like to access that, jump the paywall. Can't say it's worth it. Once again, no money back guarantee. But if you really care that much what we think, then follow the link in the show notes or on Instagram, click the link tree and you'll find links to what we really think in there. See you next time.